I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. And we're turning our attention to football and uh, matters in Germany in the Bundesliga because it was a, a fascinating finish to the Bundesliga season at the weekend. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, as we said earlier, uh, gifting Bayern an 11th straight Bundesliga title. Dortmund drawing at home 2-2 to Mainz. That allowed Bayern to win the title. They won 2-1 at home to Cologne. Uh, and goal difference was the, was the uh, difference in the end. Football analyst Jasmine Baba joins us on the show this morning. Jasmine, how are things? Good morning. All good. A bit tiring after okay. a very busy weekend, but uh, I think everyone's feeling the burn of the end of the season right now so yeah very busy in Germany it was crazy so maybe for people who haven't who haven't seen this Jasmine what happened <laughs> well Dortmund went quite early down to at home to mines where they only needed to win I think the pressure of all of the country apart from Bayern fans and obviously their rivals Schalke fans um, wanting them to win I think broke them somewhat um so yeah they went two nil down um and in the in the uh, adjacent game in Bayern Munich they went one nil up quite early so it looked like it was all going to be fine for Bayern Munich from that time however Cohn who was playing against Bayern had a penalty to make it one one all of a sudden uh Dortmund were back in the driving seat Dortmund did manage to turn it around in the second half and to make it 2-2. But in the 89th minute, Bayern Munich took the lead through uh, Jamal Musiala to snatch the title away. So very dramatic last day. We don't usually get this on the last day, especially in terms of title challenge. But this weekend, we had the championship uh the top four and relegation to play for on the final day. So it was a very exciting time, especially when it was won by Bayern Munich that late. Jasmine, I, I think I'm right in saying this when Bayern lost to Leipzig on the 20th, um, which is Saturday beforehand, um, they were 1-0 up, conceded three goals, fans were leaving. They were literally leaving the ground, possibly, a, definitely a 3-1, possibly a 2-1. Um, and whether, I've seen this being described as indifference about just, you know, it, did, it didn't matter that if they won it or not again because they're just so used to it, or maybe they'd given up. So how did this happen? Um, I think it, there is a, a theory to be had that some of the players that are so used to winning the league, they don't know how to put up a challenge anymore. And um, they're not experienced in actually challenging <coughs> things. And that's why it looks so... Sometimes when they're really, really pushed, they don't know how to get over it. And I think the kind of inconsistency of changing manager throughout makes it even harder to work with. But I think this has been brewing. I don't think this is suddenly a surprise that Bayern Munich are just looking a bit more shaky than they have done. They have had, and this is basically why their CEO, Oliver Kahn, and sporting director, Hassan Salihamidzic, were fired just before the final match day. These struggles have come from kind of decisions in recruitment. Um, if we think about Flank Ribery, um, 
being replaced with the likes of Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sane. Um, they've gone for, if you go through their recruitment process, they've gone for more um, young talent and hope rather than experienced winners. And that they have to always put this kind of progression in their players rather than having something that's there. You And then there's the other side of it, that they haven't replaced some players at all. They haven't really replaced Thiago. They, haven't, they hadn't replaced Lewandowski in the same kind of profile types. So it's no wonder that they're struggling and failure, failure to fix this, which it looks like they're trying to make amends for with those two firings higher up, um, failure to do so that we might actually see a different title winner um, next year. What was the celebration like in in Munich? Was it kind of like, oh yeah, we, we, actually, we, we won actually, did we? Uh, it just doesn't feel the same. I would say that the celebration this year was a lot more hyped than the celebration last year. Right. Last year, because I think they kind of walked over it. And you have mm. to remember, Dortmund had both Bellingham and Erling Haaland and didn't really give them any competition. So it kind of seemed bored from the players last season. This season, I think because it was so late, because they had to fight, the celebration was a lot more um, energetic. But I think as most super clubs go, especially when you hold that kind of dominance, especially in the parties and the street parties, it does, send, it does tend to be a little bit more um, diluted than if Dortmund would have won. Just, just the last one for me, this is a Thursday, right? If he, he, would be, he was involved, I think, in helping Billich for Ireland-Croatia back in 2012, then uh, yeah, he was involved with Billich, obviously, uh, subsequently. How big a blow is this? Because, like, this could be your career-defining sort of bottle of job. <sighs> yes and no. I think the personality of Terzic and some of the kind of... Uh, his tactical measures. I think the big test of him this year has been tactical. Mm. Uh, everyone knows that he has the emotion. He kind of connects with um, Dortmund fans a lot more than some of the other coaches in the last few years. He has that emotion. And I think because he's won silverware with this Dortmund side the season before last, um, it won't be such a stain on his career. Uh I think people have to remember the first half of the season, they were sixth or fifth with uh, nine points behind Bayern. Uh, they had to make that up and they did. And they pushed really hard. You do not become a title winner with the first half of the season they had. The fact that they got close is really, really surprising. And that takes a hell of a job to do. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a huge stain on his um, career. I do think they'll be in a better place next season. I do also think it would be terrible if they try and change manager once again. Um, I think they've got a really good foundation in place now, which they haven't had for a while. I would say since Tuchel, but um, Tuchel and the board really didn't get along as we've heard so many times. So um, I think they were strongest 
since Tuchel now, and they have a really good foundation to build on with Ed Terzic. They were quite inconsistent as well in early parts of the season, Jasmine, and it felt like maybe that World Cup break was, was a bit of a turning point for, for Terzic. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, it wasn't only the kind of change of philosophy that they had to do in the first half of the season. There was quite a bit of upheaval with Erling Haaland leaving. You had Sebastian Haller. You had, um, obviously, Adeyemi and Marlon was already there, but really had to go into a new role. They all basically had to get into a new role. We had Nicolas Sula come in. So there was quite a big upheaval through club and philosophy at that time, which led to these inconsistencies. And then to make it worse, Sebastian Holler, someone that they were going to rely on, obviously... Uh, quite tragically had that cancer diagnosis that ruled him out, yeah. out for most of the season until the, the winter break and just after the winter break. So, yeah, that winter break gave them quite a lot. It gave them time to actually drill in Edin Terzic's philosophy. And, I mean, the run that they went on afterwards was just insane. So, um, yeah, you, a little bit of time, a little bit of up, upheaval. I mean... We might see another upheaval again, but I don't think, hopefully it won't be that severe with, because um, it does look like Bellingham is leaving uh, and Guerrero too. So I I think most of that team is quite solid enough. They just need that one kind of number eight replacement to challenge once again. Uh, Bellingham, you mentioned there, had been struggling with an injury. I think he only came on at the weekend against uh, Mainz in that game. Um, I presume now that his leaving and probably to Real Madrid is is inevitable. There's there's no chance of him staying. And yeah, I don't believe so. So what happened over the weekend is just quite a few hints that he's leaving. So uh, I don't personally read into these things. I like to uh, read into it when it's actually announced because you don't know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, there's a report of him being the last one to leave the ground on the weekend apparently he had a meeting with um the board so Kim Vatska and uh Sebastian Kales uh, who's sporting director with his family so um yeah he apparently gave farewell gifts for everyone and was going around the stadium with his family which uh reporters over here think these are uh telltale signs that someone is leaving so um, there's reports that the deal with Real Madrid will be finalised in the next few days as well. So, yeah, I would say he's gone. He, uh, he earned the Player of the Season award as well, deservedly? I, I mean, yes and no. I think it's always hard to uh, single out an individual award for a team sport. It doesn't sit right with me. You're not a fan of these awards? Um, No. I think things that you can count, so top scorer obviously makes sense because you have a quantifiable amount of things to say that you're better than someone else in that league. But in terms of uh, player of the year, yeah, you can base it on so many things. I think he's one of the best players in the league. That's uh, certain. I mean, his presence was missed on the final day. If he played, would have Dortmund would Dortmund win the title? Probably, but 
he has also been inconsistent at times too. So um, I, I can't say deservedly, but yeah, he is one of the best. I find it weird when normally players of the season are given to the title winning team. So I would also have to say Jamal Musiala has had a fantastic season and literally won the title for Bayern Munich. Um, and yeah, you can choose a best player from several teams. I mean, I'm not saying Jude Bellingham doesn't deserve it though, because I know many people will get mad if I say that and I'm not saying that at all. I just can't quantify um, what an individual award for player of the season means for each player, yeah, for each uh, league. Yeah. That's Musiala got the 89th minute winner as well to secure that title for, for Bayern as well at the weekend. The um, It struck me as well, Jasmine, that like Bayern lead, lead the table four times during the season and each time that they take the lead, they drop points. Like does that does that say something about their? I I don't want to say well I'm going to say it inferiority complex almost to Bayern Munich that every time they get to the top of the table, they they drop points they bottle it essentially. Oh, you can read it into so many things. You could try and I wouldn't like to say it's bottle or it's mentality. I think those things and I've not really checked at what point they've switched over or what which uh, mm. games that they've had when they've dropped points because um, you don't know who's had the harder run in at that certain point. Um, did they face a, a harder team at the point Bayern had faced an easier team? All of those things. And if most of those changes took place in the second half of the season where Dortmund were on this incredible run anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say if some, someone slips up, is it a bottle bottle job or is it just the, the how the fixtures are laid what are the injuries like mm. all of these things and then we've obviously had that really dramatic coaching change of buy-in which made everything else inconsistent too so yeah i wouldn't i don't like to put it all to mentality i think that's quite unfair um one thing i will say about how emotional it can be at times is the single uh, Dortmund Mines game. There were there were pieces of that game where it did look like Dortmund were over sloppy. So especially in defence for their second goal, and and sometimes it's just unluckiness as well. No, no, sorry, I'm going to stick with sloppiness because Pelé's <laughs> penalty. Um, I was going to say unlucky, and then I replayed it in my head. But it was not the greatest penalty. Now is that due to a penalty taker situation because I wouldn't have technically thought Hilaire would have taken that penalty. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's moments of sloppiness, but I think that's just what happens sometimes and it just came at the wrong time for Dortmund. What, what, what's the um, what's the kind of vibe in German football at the moment, Jasmine? And Union Berlin season was mad. like, and There's so much to admire still in Germany about the club structures compared to you know, petrol states effectively being allowed to take over in England. Yeah, and that's been a burning uh, discussion in Germany as well because we've recently had a vote across the first two leagues, which are both uh, under the DFL, um, if they want to have an investor for the league. So um, they voted against that, uh, and but it was... It, it was only two thirds of the vote 
that you had to pass for it to be accepted and they didn't reach that margin. So this has been a burning debate and there's been lots of discussion. Fans don't want a league investor. So it, even at a league level to maybe free up having an investor at club level um, is also a conversation going on here. Um, but yeah, I would say the clubs are mostly better run um, I mean, that we do still have investor types in some manner of the way. You just have to look on the other side of Berlin at Hertha, who got relegated a few weeks ago, um, how their investors uh, basically wanted to sell up the shares and have a new investor, and they just don't have the money and now are facing um, quite a few problems with the licensing for next season. So, yeah, they're, they're mostly better run, but we're not perfect either. Mm. And we can't put the same kind of uh, the same kind of money as Premier League clubs do. And that's why we are seen as weaker. Um, but many people in Germany, I mean, a lot of people in Germany do find it boring that Bayern Munich always win the title. However, there is still a sense of, well, if it's not my team winning, I don't really care who wins. Yeah. So you've, you, you've got both of that. It can be quite boring to look outside of it, but you have so many other storylines that people watch the German Bundesliga and the Spider Bundesliga, which is the second tier. It's about the culture. It's about the fan groups. It's about being with, it, with your own sets of fans and treating it more like a day out than whoever wins. And then you've always got relegation and um, Europe spots are always like fought over every season. So um, the attitude was quite sad that someone else didn't win, but I think it's quite um, superficial at, at, to an extent. A mm, little bit of indifference there, no doubt. Um, finally, and very briefly, um, Jasmine, uh, Brighton, we kind of keep a, a heavy eye on, on Brighton on these shores at the moment, given Evan Ferguson's involvement, but... They've signed uh, Mahmoud Dahoud, Dahoud um, a couple of German caps to his name, free transfer from Borussia Dortmund. Uh, of course, they'll have Saicedo and, and McAllister uh, heading out the, the other direction, Brighton, and, and lots of games in the Europa League to look forward to next season, so need for a big squad. What sort of player are Brighton getting? You're getting a fantastic player. Um, they're getting a fantastic player. I mean, he's a more deep-lying playmaker, so... He likes to, he's best in just sitting in front of uh, the back line. He's very technically gifted. He creates really good passing options for different players. Um, really good sense of where to position himself. So he's rarely caught lacking on the pitch. And he's clever in terms of when to press a player, which has become increasingly important in the Premier League. He suits a more possession-dominant um, team, so Brighton should be quite good for him. Um, the only things that I would that has kind of had a few warning signs over him is that his um, injury record he t- does tend to get injured and sometimes is not the strongest physically, so he can get beat and pushed around a little more often than not. But I really like Modahood. Um, I think he was one of their stronger pivot players in the last two seasons, despite his injuries. And he's got a lovely mid-range shot to him. So if you just have him outside the area, um, I really hope he has uh, 
a crack at goal because he has scored some really fantastic goals over the years Brilliant Look forward to seeing him in the Premier League in action next season with Brighton Jasmine great stuff as always thanks a million Great thank you OTB AM with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now